at the end of the day, the brand voice is what matters. And the fans that are following you, it's connecting to that voice. It's not just game days. You know, there's community events. There's like single game tickets coming up. You know, graphics I'd have to go out to highlight like a member of the community. When I finally got to learn Adobe programs and learn tricks on my camera, then I was like, this doesn't work to me. Like, I actually love doing this stuff. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. So often in the sports media, we discuss having to start small and climb the ladder market by market. If you want to be an on-air talent or producer, you may have to start in Zanesville, Ohio, which is market number 203, work your way up to Missoula, Montana, market number 161, and then finally land the top 100 market by moving to Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is market number 88. Yes, there are other ways to get to the top, and there are lots of ways to be on-air talent besides covering the local sports for two minutes every night at 6 and 11. But stick with me on the concept. It can be a grind to get to where you want to be and where you envision yourself hitting your career stride. This applies to just about every career avenue. If you want to work in marketing, you probably won't start at Adidas. If you want to be a sports agent, Lee Steinberg probably isn't going to assign you to his team right away. Most of the high-profile, highly competitive jobs require time and growth before hitting the dream spot. It's a build. If you want to work in sports social media, you may start out at a small college, then work your way up to the minor leagues, then to a bigger school, and then maybe your dream pro team when you have a decade of experience. That's the standard. But sometimes you see someone who bypasses the steps and gets there faster. Now that piques my interest. Today's guest, Lexi Ross, is a great example. She graduated from Miami University in 2019. By 2021, she's a social media and digital content producer for the Memphis Grizzlies. Meteoric rise. And what's amazing about a lot of these pro sports experiences is the breadth of the opportunity. In addition to just the Grizzlies, she's focused on building amazing content for the Memphis Hustle of the G League, Grizz Gaming Esports Team, and FedEx Forum. The ability to be creative and push out your ideas to massive audiences is right there for her. Two years after graduating from college, pretty impressive rise. Let's find out how she got there and what this experience has been like. Here's Lexi Ross. Hi, Lexi. How are you doing today? I'm great. How about you? Good. I am super excited to talk to you. You do have a very, very cool job and we know some of the same people. So jump into this conversation, learn a little bit more about how you got started and what your experience has been like so far. It's really exciting for me and for our audience. So thanks for joining. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to share a little bit about my my experience, my knowledge, whatever I can provide. Hopefully it's all cool. right. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, it'll be great. Uh, so you've had a pretty eventful couple of years since graduating from Miami of Ohio in 2019. Before we get into all your experiences and landing with the Memphis Grizzlies and all the cool things that have happened to you over the couple of years, let's go back to those college days. What was kind of your strategy and approach while in school? Like how did you, you clearly want to get into sports on the creative side? What was your approach to building your brand, gaining experience, and starting to get your name out there? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I played three sports in high school, right? I played soccer, basketball, softball, grew up with three older brothers. Always, you know, I was born in sports, right? I had no choice, basically. 
Um, but I knew that was the path I wanted to go down. But I needed a break from sports once I graduated high school. Um, I knew I didn't want to play any collegiate sports. I needed just, you know, some time for myself. Um, yeah. So I actually was planning on majoring in business because I, you know, I was a freshman. I didn't really know what to do with my life, as everyone does when they're that young. Um, but actually, on my orientation at Miami University, I they had this one um, session where they just asked about your interests. And, you know, I told them, you know, that little spiel. And they actually mentioned that there's a sport leadership and management program at Miami. I had no idea. I actually didn't even know, like, sports was a path other than, you know, um, business side of things and, and stuff like right. that. So I was so excited that that was an opportunity for me. So on my orientation, five minutes after talking to this lady, I ran down and changed my major. Um, so I actually had the opportunity to double major with sport leadership and management. And then media, journalism, and film was my other major. Um, okay. So my time with that is um, I had a kind of a plan A, plan B, right? So I could go down the path of sports and marketing and management and learning about mental health with players and coaching and all of that great stuff. And then my other side of thing was journalism and writing a story and learning photography, learning how to shoot video, um, live sports production class, all of that great stuff. So in college, because I had the ability to take so many classes and learn so many things, I got the chance to know what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started honing down on exactly what I wanted to do my junior, senior year of college. I started doing internships and everything. Um, and then, you know, every little internship and job I had just pushed me into the path that I wanted to go towards. Okay. So you also, you, you worked in a few years for the athletic department. Did that experience kind of help zero in on what you like, what you don't like, you know, kind of give you a little bit of career focus? Yeah. So with the athletic department in Miami, I did ticketing for a little bit. And I also um, worked in the communications office and, you know, I did stats during games, I did game programs, different stuff like that. And I loved being in that environment. I loved being in the sport yeah. environment. But I think when there was opportunities for me to start creating things, I loved that, you know, whether that was like a little, uh, was like taking photos or creating, you know, something on my own that, you know, I could put my little twist to, I started feeling like, okay, this is really cool. Like, I like being able to do my own thing. So I kind of ventured out of the analytics side of things and went towards uh, live sport broadcasting where, you know, we shot live sports with uh, our camera. I was, we would be like a director, producer of those different events. And then um, senior year, I, you know, started writing more and, and being kind of a journalist. And I liked being able to show my side of like a story and share, you know, light to athlete stories. And then when I finally got to learn, you know, Photoshop, Adobe programs and, and learn tricks on my camera, then I was like, okay, I love this. Like, this isn't work yeah. to me. This isn't like a job to me. Like, I actually love doing this stuff. That's so cool. I, and I think that's such a great feeling when you start to identify like, this is who I want to be. This is what fits for me and what makes me happy. So those moments of figuring out like that, those, those moments of joy, is that what pushed you towards the idea of going social, like going towards the social media aspect of sports? Yeah. So, I mean, I, even in college, you know, I still was like, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I'm still wondering that. Exactly. Right. That's my dad's, <laughs> my dad's favorite saying is, 
give me a job. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm like, dad, you're retired. You don't need to do anything. But uh, yeah, so I knew I wanted to be in sports. Like I, I know that's for me. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about like the pandemic and things later when, you know, that really yeah. shaped me and uh, knew I still wanted to be in sports. But I knew 100% that's what I wanted to do is just what do I want to do? You know, like what yeah. is the opportunities for me in this present situation? And so actually my senior year, I interned at Fox 19 News down in Cincinnati. And I was like a sport broadcasting intern. And I got to like take a camera out in a news truck and go to local high school sports or like we did the Reds or FC Cincinnati. And I got to, you know, shoot my own stuff and ask questions and stuff like that. And I loved that. Um, and then after I graduated from college, well, I graduated, what, 2019, um, I went home and I didn't have anything lined up right then and there. And I know it's like a pressure for a lot of college af- or college students. So, you know, you need to have a job right out the college. Yeah. But I don't think necessarily that is so stressful and important. As long as you have that resume and those skills and the experience of what you did in college, the right job or the right thing will fall on your lap eventually. Sometimes you just have to let life take its course. So um, that's actually what happened for me. I got reached out to the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation. Um, and they're, you know, a nonprofit with the military as one side of things and the MLB as another side of things. Um, and that was a perfect, unique tie into what I love is sports and baseball and also being yeah. able to help people and share stories. Um, and so what I would do is I would do like their social media, um, their press releases. I was kind of, I was the media liaison to media outlets and our foundation. And that is actually what got me in the door with the Indians which was my next opportunity after that. I was a social media intern with the Cleveland Indians. That was like my first real step into the professional world. Okay, so you've been in social, sports social media for a couple of years now, and we'll get into your whole Grizzlies thing going because that's really cool. Um, as you look back, though, and you look through your college experience, when you're doing it, you don't always know like, oh, this is going to be super valuable for me later. But now that you're actually in the job, you're doing things. When you look back on your college career, there's certain aspects of it that have proven to be like, oh yeah, I use that a lot. That's been really important for me to learn and to know and really master. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say just doing everything you can while you have the time to do so. So, um, you know, you have time to actually intern in college and learn new things and meet new people and connect with people. And it's very important to use that time wisely because there's other people doing it, if not doing more. Um, So there's always that pressure of, you know, you want to do more, you want to do more. Um, I always tell people that reach out to me. I'm always like, just, it's always important to take care of yourself first though. You know, you have to give yourself a hundred percent before you can give anyone else a hundred percent. And I always, um, you know, rely on that phrase right there. But it's also, um, you know, important to be able to network and meet other people and do these experiences. Um, So my time in college was, I didn't want to be a one-trick pony. And I don't know if that's just myself and that my mentality, because I grew up with three older brothers. I grew up competing. I have Mm -hmm. that like run through a wall mentality. So I wanted to do as much as I can. and learn as much as I could. That's why, you know, I had two majors and I had so many internships. I was a president of uh, three clubs during my senior year of college, which was insane to me. <laughs> um, 
I look back and I think of all that experience. And I always believe like everything you do shapes who you are and the path you go down. But also I look back and I'm like, you know, I wish I could have, you know, just enjoyed my time a little bit more and, and took care of myself a little bit more and utilize the right resources um, as well. So for instance, like if you know kind of what you want to do and where you want to go, reach out to those people that are in that spot. Um, I didn't understand that as much as I should have in college. You know, I was just trying to do everything I could and get as much experience as I could. But there was, you know, probably some opportunities that I could have left off. um, And I could have focused more on, you know, like a craft of my skill, like learning graphics during my time in college probably would have been more beneficial than... um, I don't know, a journalism course or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend to people to, you know, reach out to those people in that position. Like if they don't get back to you, it doesn't matter. You know, it's not right. like they hate you or they're going to remember your name. Like it's always a good thing because maybe they will remember your name or nine out of 10 times people are people, you know, they're human. Right. Um, they're going to want to, you know, be nice and they're going to want to help you. And if they don't have the time to do that right now, you know, they, they could have the time in the future too. So um, definitely reach out to resources and, and uh, don't be afraid to, you know, just talk to people. Yeah. I like that you emphasize mental health in there too. I think that's such an important thing to remember. We're all putting so much pressure on ourselves and this has been a really weird last couple of years and we'll get into that, I'm sure. But, but like just to take a break and give yourself some grace and not put all this pressure on yourself. Like I have to hit do this by this day and that by this day. Just like being present where you are sometimes is is a really important step. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about Cleveland Indians experience. That's a pretty cool experience to get while you're in college to do an internship like that and be touching their social media and involved in that. Yeah. What do you remember most about the experience and what were the major expectations of your role? Yeah, so that actually was after I graduated from college. So I graduated in 2019 and I started the Cleveland Indians as a social media um, intern in 2020. So I started in January of 2020, and what my role was is, you know, I basically, you know, ran their Instagram pages, um, came up with content day-to-day, helped ran their Facebook, came up with content day-to-day. You know, it's kind of thinking of what do fans want to see during the off-season, because January is off-season, or spring training didn't start for a few months. So it's what does our fans want to see? And, you know, being in Cleveland, a Cleveland Indians fan growing up, um, I was fortunate to like kind of have that insider knowledge of what fans like. So right. a lot of throwback Thursdays on Thursdays of the old nineties guys and stuff like that, or um, getting fans excited for the season coming up. And then of course with that, there's always um, the opportunity to like create graphics or come up with really cool ideas to get fans excited, memes, trends. I loved all of it. You know, I love being mm-hmm. able to just be silly and funny. And that's really when like, I think that's really when things shifted for me because that was when I got to be more of pop culture and trends and funny and and just be like bring personal feel to an account instead of what I've done in the yeah. past was you know more of a professional and more of um clean and tight but you know when you're in social media things change you know you never know what's going to go viral That's cool seriously it's cool that they allow for that like a professional team you sometimes think I mean, there's probably steps and guardrails and processes and this and approval levels and everything. But the fact that you're able to, even as an intern, bring some of this personality to the forefront, that's that's got to be pretty empowering. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, there's always, you know, those steps and guidelines and brand guidelines and using the right font and stuff like that. There's always <laughs> that. But oh, yeah. if you're behind with an organization, you know, it gives you that freedom to create. Um, and that doesn't have that ceiling. It's, you know, the best feeling. Like, just like you said, you know, it's empowering. Yeah, yeah. Super. Do you have a, um, a particular creative piece that sticks out in your memory from that time? Something that you were super proud of? Oh, yeah. Um, I always use it in, in, when I was interning for jobs after that, too. It's funny. But um, it's so funny because me giving this story of something I was proud of in my past job in an internship versus like a doctor saying something they're proud of in their past job experience. <laughs> oh, my God. A to it's B. All it's so funny. Oh, so funny. Yeah. But yeah, so one piece was it was during quarantine and I was sitting around my house and just your mind doesn't shut off when you're in social, right? It doesn't. Like yeah. you're always on social media anyways, and you're always seeing what other teams are doing. You're always uh, watching pop culture, thinking about what's the next thing you can post. Um, right. But I was sitting on my couch during quarantine and those times were all just so weird. But I was playing with a soft baseball that we got like from FanFest. And it was just like a squishy baseball and it had the C on it for Indians. Yeah. And um, I was tossing it around and then in my head, I don't know why. I it, I was like, this would be funny if we put Wilson's face on it, like the Tom Hanks Castaway movie. You know, they <laughs> yeah, painted yeah, like yeah. Wilson's face on a volleyball. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I feel like kind of that relates to people. You know, he, Tom Hanks, he's stranded on an island. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's with no one. Like, that's how I'm kind of feeling in quarantine. So um, also my mind is very stupid and works like that. But I ended up, you know, painting like a Wilson head on this little squishy basketball, put it in my bathtub, <laughs> used way too much water, and dubbed Tom Hanks' voice over it. And Wilson, where are you? I saw uh, We ended up putting that out on social media, and it was funny. It was great. Um, I love it. But just like funny ideas that come out of nowhere, I think yeah. those are my proud ones. Instead of, you know, following trends or, or stuff like that, um, that other teams do, you know, coming up with something like just completely on your own randomly one time. You're really tapping into that place in your mind yeah. and just letting, yeah. letting it be, like letting it yeah. just percolate in there. I think that's so cool. What? So you mentioned the pandemic and for you starting your career during a time when like there aren't fans of the games and it's limited capacity and it's this and it's that and it's a quarantine and it's I'm not even around my other people I'm working with. If the point of social is to engage the fans and kind of bring their heightened, you know, awareness to what's going on around the team or to, you know, build the personality of the team, how hard was that during the, what was a very unique time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It was pretty hard. So again, like I'm just one person in that team and it wasn't obviously just me doing social, but there was, you know, just me like coming up with ideas and, and stuff still engage our fans, but it was hard. We, when the whole thing went down, we actually heard the first news story when we were all together on the TV, like in our cubicles. And like we were just talking about it and like how crazy it is and everything. And then we ended up getting sent home in March to work from home. Um, January, February, March, yeah. And yeah. we ended up working in home from March. Um, and then that was a whole other level. It was, not that team um, unity anymore. It was, it was, it was still there, but it was obviously different. Yeah. Um, and so, coming up with content and ideas of, you know, all the guys got sent home from spring training too, right? So, what do we do? Like, there's no baseball going on. We finally got baseball. Now there's no baseball. 
think we had like a week or two of spring training. That was it. And then um, it was like, so what do we do? So um, they decided that they wanted to do like throwback games um, from like the 90s or early 2000s or even the year before and air those on, um, I think we aired them on Valley Sports, which was Fox Sports. And so what we did on our side of things is we live tweeted them just like they happened. So it was like you were watching an 80s game and our entire account and brand live posted everything during that game. And so that gave us, you know, that clarity again. And that gave us that, you know, ability to still interact with our fans and still be like, oh, my God, did you see Albert Bell's home run? Like, it just happened today, but it was like in the 80s, whatever, 90s. But yeah, so that was great, you know, coming up with ideas like that that and still being able to engage with our fans. But a lot of it was also just trying to figure out how to keep them happy. You know, that's that's basically your job. You have to keep yeah. the fans happy and, and give them what they want, no matter what brand you are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in sports or if you're the Wendy's account, like you want to make them happy and provide what you can. Um, so it's just coming around and jumping through hoops and figuring out what you can do. May 2021, just a few months ago, you start with the Memphis Grizzlies. Congrats on that, yes. by the way. Thank you. So, Talk about hitting the ground running, though. May of 2021, that's like end of season and then going right into playoffs. Was it a bit of a whirlwind to get started with a team? I mean, you'd think of somebody starting when the season starts and kind of ramping up with them. But to start right at the end like that, that's got to be pretty intense. Yeah, so I actually wanted to start then. Um, They were giving me, you know, some time to move because I was moving from Cleveland to Memphis and never even been to Memphis. They're giving me some time to move to find a place to get everything situated. And I said, okay, I can do it in a week because I knew it was the end of the season. Because <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I told you before, I I don't know what's wrong with me. I want to run through a wall all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, my dad was like, what are you doing? But anyways, I rented a U-Haul, left my lease early, packed all my stuff up and drove down to Memphis in a week. Um, toured a few places on Thursday and moved in on a Friday. But yeah. Anyways, I was there because I wanted to experience the end of the season. You know, we yeah. were an amazing team. It was the end of the season and then playoffs were coming. I wanted to, you know, experience and take photos during playoffs and, and be in that environment. Um, I didn't want to wait because I was going anyways. So in my head, you know, I wanted to go. I wanted to get there right right, yeah. right then and there. So um, it was awesome. You know, we went to the play-in game. We had, you know, that little run in the playoffs and just experiencing that and seeing the city um, for the first time, you know, surround your team. It was awesome. So it was definitely yeah. worth it uh, looking back and during it. Um, but yeah, then the off season happened and we can go more in depth with all of that, but it was definitely worth it, you know, moving in a week. So as you consider coming up, working in baseball, now going to the NBA, yeah. I would imagine different personas, different audiences, different techniques. Like, is it is it much different trying to engage in, through social media channels with the fans of baseball versus basketball, or is it is it similar approach? Well, first off, I'm going to say um, so. My position here is I am a social media and digital content producer. Like that's my official title, but we don't just do the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies is our overarching brand. And everything under that falls underneath it. But we also have uh, Memphis Hustle, which is the G League team. We have um, Love Chris their Gaming. logo, by the way. Yes, right? Exactly. The Memphis Hustle logo is awesome. I love it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, the Memphis Hustle logo is top 10. Um, yeah. And then their secondary logo. You have to check that out. because oh, I, I haven't even, seen that yet. I All like right. their secondary logo better than the first. 
Okay. Um, I'll have to check that out. Buying yeah. a t-shirt now. All right. All right. I, I'll, I'll see if I can get you a t-shirt. But All right. Anyways. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Um, so we have, yeah, Memphis Hustle, Grizz Gaming, the professional 2K sports team. Um, we have Grand City Media, which is like our uh, media, basically it's just a media outlet that we mm-hmm. run on our own. And then we ha- I also am in charge of FedEx Forum, um, the arena account. So I am the lead content manager for Memphis Hustle, Grizz Gaming, and FedEx Forum. Uh, basically, like, almost everything that goes through those accounts, I'm the lead of and I'm in charge of. So, like, during my time right now, when I have Grizzlies Hustle starting very soon, FedEx Forum concerts every weekend, and uh, Grizz Gaming just ended, but, you know, still stuff to do with that. Like during my time right now is probably my busiest, and during the off season wasn't really off season because we, we still are on the clock twenty four seven. But back to your question about going from baseball to uh, basketball is, I don't think a lot of people have to worry about you know the position you're in, like whether that's baseball, basketball, or like I said before, if you're working for Wendy's or Chipotle. At the end of the day, the brand voice is what matters. And the fans that are following you, it's connecting to that voice. So um, I think anyone can go from one. Obviously, you need to know basketball. And you need to love it. And you need to, you know, enjoy it. Um, but I don't think you need to only stick in baseball if you've only done baseball. Because if you're good at what you do, you can connect with people on a wide audience. But, you know, that transition wasn't that hard for me. I love, you know, all sports. So I think... It was fine with me. For other people, I'm sure, you know, there might be a little bump there or hesitation. But um, for me, I think it was fine. You talked about the natural creative ideas that kind of flow and that you have to kind of tap into. But how much planning do you do as well? When you're trying to you know, look ahead to a season, when the Memphis Hustle season, and you know you're going to have to do a lot of things there. I mean, how much do you spend the offseason kind of preparing and planning and strategizing versus just being in the moment? Yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't see what goes on behind the scenes is because, you know, it's not just game days. You know, there's community events. There's uh, media day we have coming up. There are like single game tickets coming up that are going on sale. There are, you know, graphics that have to go out to highlight like a member of the community. There's so many other things. So behind the scenes, you know, is really where it like it gets fun and and where like the little tedious things start. But having like a calendar and keeping yourself organized and having, you know, a team behind you to make sure like they can cover something. If you can't, all of that combined, you know, can really help balance your work life, you know, situation there. How important is it to, you mentioned team, like how important is it to have a group that you communicate well with, well with? you yeah. understand where everybody's strengths are and how everybody else is moving through the organization and what their responsibilities are so that you can really, attack all of these. I mean, you have so many different products you're trying to speak for and brands you're trying to build to be able to do it as a team. It seems like it'd be really important to work well as a, as a group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you are only as good as your team. I believe that, you know, if, if they're, if you're not in a comfortable position where your team doesn't want you to get better, you're not going to get better. Um, if there isn't, you know, a person that's going to pick you up if you forgot something or, or, if you, um, you know, didn't do something right and they help you fix it, you're not going to get that brand better either. So it's, it's really important to be able to have a good team around you. And, you know, that's not just like a social team, like that's with the graphics or that's with the video department or 
uh, with community or tickets. Like that's it's important to have those connections because honestly, you never know who has a great idea either. Um, yeah. You know, someone from the ticket department might have an awesome idea, um, and you know, you work with them on you know community night that turns just a regular community night into a whole like full on show. So yeah, it's super important to have a good team around you and bounce those ideas off each other because you never know what idea is going to, you know, be the best or what that idea can turn to once you like keep bouncing it off each other. I've always, I mean, I've been working in content creation in the sports industry for the last 20 plus years and I always find it stressful. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but like to always be delivering something fresh and new and inventive. Like, do you feel that stress or are you right now like the ideas are coming out of me just fine? Yeah, no, it's a it's a roller coaster. There are up and downs. Um, you sometimes feel like you want to just like create content and go home and like just do more and all this stuff. And like, oh my God, yeah. this is the best. Like, this is so funny, blah, blah, blah. And then there's times where everyone gets this way. And if you don't, Tell me how you don't, because I would love to know your secrets. <laughs> love to know. I'll buy you some coffee. But anyways, um, there are times where, you know, you just are demotivated. And this goes back to, you know, mental health. You need to take care of yourself 100% before you can give 100% to another person or organization or whatever it may be. But um, there are going to be times where you just don't want to do things. And getting yourself back on that track might be hard sometimes, but um, it happens to everyone, to the best of us. And it's not like the brand is going to completely fall if like you're not producing 100% every single day because that's the stress of social media. It's like, oh my God, you need to get something out every day. And it's not like the brand's going to fall if you don't. You know, there's a lot of teams that take an entire like week off I've been seeing. And you wouldn't see that five years ago, right? You probably wouldn't even see it nope. three years ago. You wouldn't see that at all. But People, you know, are understanding mental health and how important it is and how you need to take care of yourself. So I think it's so awesome every time I see that. But I think, you know, you love what you do. You'll, like, be able to get on that other side of the of the bump um, and just get back at it. But, yeah, it's funny. It's like some days it's like, oh, my God, like, go, go, go. And then other days it's like... I'll just get through what I have to and figure it out. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it a lot on our team. Like you have to be able to celebrate successes too. Absolutely. Like if you do something well and you like crush it and like something goes viral or just you get a lot of engagement, you got to celebrate yeah. that. Like you got to feel those positive moments rather than just going on to the next thing. Yeah. Like that's important. Absolutely. That's a big part of mental health too, is feeling like you're a success. Um, I don't think we see it as much, but it feels like there was a period in the early days of social media that you'd see a lot of teams stepping over that line. Maybe they'd say something that wasn't quite right. Maybe somebody would do an image that was like, whoa, dude, too far. Yeah. Um, do you feel that's, you know what I mean? Like there's definitely been some that you've been like, it's cringeworthy almost to watch it happen. But then there's also teams that go right up to that line and do a really good job of making it engaging. Yes. Um, do you feel that stress of that line sometimes? Or do you again have kind of senior leadership that has processes in place and guardrails to kind of ensure that that sort of stuff doesn't happen? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I First off, I'll say I think some teams feel like they have to say something uh, or, or you know, join a trend or um, they need to get involved all the time when sometimes, you know, it doesn't help to just say something and not prove it. Yeah. So there is a lot of that that I think because of social media, because it's a news outlet, that they think— 
they need to, you know, give you the news or something. But I think there obviously is like a stress to give as much as you can. But going back on that like line of crossing that line or getting very close to it, if you can get very close to that line all the time, that's when you know you're good at your job, right? Like Mm -hmm. if like you're trying to clap back at a team and instead of like 100% being, I don't want to say the word. (laughs) You can say it. I I should say it. (laughs) So instead of crossing that line and, you know, being a, um, you know, an to another team and like completely throwing even their fans on the bus, you never want to do that, right? You never want to do that. But if you can get very, very close to that line and still not throw fans or players or anyone on the bus, but people on Twitter like satire and people like stupid things and people love memes and I hate to say it, but making fun of other people. Um, you know, they, they mm-hmm. like, like, why is Rob Deerdeck's ridiculousness? Why is that show on air? Like for eight hours a day, every single day for like yeah. five years. Cause like people like seeing people mess up and like, that's, you know, what people want to see. Like, like Wendy's, I think they're, I, I think I've mentioned Wendy's like at least three times in a staying podcast. They should hire me by now. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but they do, they do a good job at, you know, making fun of people or like clapping back at Burger King or something like that. And like, they're just Wendy's, you know, they make burgers and fries and like they're a fast food chain, but like they have their own brand yeah. voice. And why do they, I'm sure they have like millions of followers on Twitter. Don't know the number right now, but. Update. Wendy's Twitter has 3.8 million followers. People follow them because they're funny. So it's uh, important to like get to that line and just be funny and, and be real with people. It's so cool when it can be like lighthearted a little bit, but still have a little bit of an edge to it, but not get personal. Like it's sometimes it's like, it's just understanding those lines and it can be really good. Like you say, the closer you get to it, Lexi, this is an amazing conversation. We'll finish up with this. As I mentioned, we have a lot of young aspiring sports workers in our audience a lot of people want to get into the sports social media space. You're pretty young in your career, but you've already worked for two professional organizations. What was the key for you getting hired? And what advice would you give young people out there who want to be in your shoes? You're with the Indians. You get hired by the by the Grizzlies organization. I mean, that's a pretty cool jump earlier in your career. What was that? What was the key to getting hired in those in, in those environments? Yeah. So, without going too far in, because I ramble, um, but <laughs> af- after my yeah, right after I'm Italian, so excuse me, everyone, mm-hmm. but. Um, after my time with the Indians, I actually worked with, um, Cleveland state university once I got let go from the Indians because of COVID. And then I actually worked for Bally sports after Cleveland state and then the Grizzlies. Um, but why I'm mentioning that is because when I got let go during COVID of 2020 and, um, right. Like, you know, I finally got my foot in the door, right. I'm a young professional. I finally got into sports. I'm finally doing what I love and wanted to do. And it was like, boom, like I got wiped off my feet and like I had to start over again, but you can't start over again because there's no sports going on. And so it's, what the heck am I going to do? I decided that I wanted to get my skills up in areas that I could during that time. So I, what helped me get through quarantine was I would literally take my camera out and go around the city and shoot people and nature and buildings and everything. And I fell in love with photography again, because that's what helped me get through, you know, like a hard time. So what 
could have been, you know, a hindering moment for me and what could have stopped me from wanting to keep going and pursuing like my goals actually helped me on a weird way get better at what I want to do and um, find like a passion for it again. And so, you know, because I was confident in my photo abilities and my video abilities and I was learning more graphic skills during that time, I got a position with Cleveland, or Cleveland State University to shoot um, basketball again because they finally came back and I was finally able to be in the arena without fans and shoot basketball again. And um, it was so amazing to get back into sports finally. And then I moved on with Valley Sports and did just social with them. But then my time was here. So again, like I said, I rambled, but I wanted to mention that because even if you feel like you are in a spot where you don't know how to move through it or how you're going to go to your next opportunity, just take a deep breath, figure out what you can do in that moment to get better at what you can control. And for me, that was, you know, controlling what I could was photos and graphics and Lightroom tricks and stuff like that. So that was like a big piece of advice is, you know, you can always take the time to learn something else. And then you never know, maybe you like that something else better. You never know. That's cool. No, it's such an important conversation to say, you know, and I've talked to a lot of people in hiring that have said, like, I'm asking people, what did you do over quarantine? Did you do anything to improve yourself? So I think it's important to have that story to tell and to just keep improving. Like, we like have been having people that are continually curious and want to grow and are trying new challenges. So I think that's really great advice. Lexi, amazing conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It, good luck with the Memphis hustle season and all the other things you're up to. I can't wait to see. We're going to follow you. Make sure. Yeah. Keep an eye on things. Make sure you get up to that line, you know, enjoy Grizzly it. Grizzlies start on the, on the 20th and we play the Cavs. So it's going to be a nice little homecoming for me. So there you go. I'm excited for the Grizzlies and Cavs on the 20th. So That'll be good. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Lexi. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you to Lexi for coming on the show during the season. We had to reschedule a couple of times because she had some activities she had to do before a game, but she was like committed to this and said, I want to be there. I want to share. I want to, I want to help. And I love that attitude from our guests. So often these people are volunteering their time to share knowledge and insight with you, to make you better, to help you grow faster and to get to the point that you want to be in your career. So thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to Lexi Ross. Thank you to all of you that are listening out there in Podcast Landia. I appreciate each and every one of you. I sincerely do. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Let's continue growing this thing. And we will be here next week. I hope you will be too.